we find in verses 51 through 53 are a list of how his mercy is, is working itself out among us. And, and what I like to do, anytime I find lists in the Bible, uh, is I like to jot in my margin just what is being said about the character of God. What, is, what are the attributes of God being displayed here so that my eyes can more easily see them? And so, so here's, what, here's what we find here in verse 51, that God displays his strength. God displays his strength. It's, it's one thing for us to say that God is strong, and it's another to experience his strength and to experience his power. Because one of those statements reaches the head, the other one changes our lives. And so, so he displays his strength in creation. He doesn't compete when evil is, is on the rise, because again, evil is no match. Even if evil believes that it is a match, it is, it is no match. And so, so the, these next three, what we find is that, that God scatters the proud, God topples the mighty, and God sends the rich away empty. God scatters the proud, God topples the mighty, God sends the rich away empty empty. And, and we're just combining these three because the message is kind of the same as it surrounds them. That, that God opposes those who try to promote their own story above his. He refuses to share that glory, uh, and rightfully so. Uh, I mean, after all, anytime you think that God is there to play a supporting role, you've grossly misunderstood your state and his worth. Grossly. In fact, Mary speaks of those who are prideful and mighty and, and rich. And now this isn't to say there's anything inherently really wrong with being proud or being influential or being rich. That, that, it's, that it's not a sin. But, but if those things detract our reliance and our worship toward God, then, then what they do is they lead us to tragedy, uh, especially in our own lives. And, and, I, and I could imagine... In this moment, as Luke is, is penning uh, this, this, uh, this account here, uh, that, that this is a moment that he would want to take a side note, and he want to look at Theophilus, and, and he would want to give him a word of, of warning when it comes to salvation. Because I can imagine him telling Theo, hey, hey, look at what God is really like. That, that he's not the least bit impressed by any of your pride or your power or or your opulence, that, that he has mercy on those who fear him. He has mercy on those who fear him, who humble themselves, who turn from their ego-boosting um, accumulation of, of wealth, uh, and that, that he has mercy to those who, who seek the lowliness of self-denial for the sake of others. There, there's this moment here in, in Luke that we'll get to, uh, it's, I think it's like chapter 19, where the disciples are in the upper room, and it says, it says a discussion broke out among them about who's the greatest. And, and Jesus' response is so brilliant, because he's basically saying, none of you. Uh, and then, then he, says, he says, look at what I'm doing as the servant of all you guys. And he gives us this, this model to follow, that you can both be a leader and you can both be a servant, and those two things don't conflict. And I think this is part of what Mary is saying, that, that as God responds, he, he 
He scatters the proud. He topples the mighty. He sends the rich away. And then, then as Mary is, is making a connection in worship, she says these two things in verses 52 and 53, that God exalts the lowly and God fills the hungry. That, that God lists the lowly because his heart is for the broken, that he has compassion and he covers and he strengthens us because no matter how capable we are, no matter how strong we can get, we're still sheep. We are and we still need the protection and we still need the guidance and the care of the shepherd who loves us so much to lay down his life for us. And so, so when it comes to hunger, we can remind ourselves of what the psalmist says in Psalm 107. Uh, when they say, uh, they say, let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. And so, so both Mary's song of praise and Psalm 107, they, they talk about hunger, but I don't, I don't get the sense they're really even talking about food. Because both say that he fills the hungry with good things. And so, so the question lingers, what are we hungering for? Like, like when we desire and when we feel hunger, what is it? What do we believe will bring fulfillment and satisfaction, is it a good thing at all? And I think perhaps this answer is most simply put in Jesus' words on the Sermon on the Mount when, when he says, blessed are those who hunger and who thirst for, for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I think if we would know the riches of God's mercy, we simply need to admit the poverty of our lives. No matter how much money you have in the bank account, no matter how many toys you have in the garage, that if we would be able to come before him and say, all of this is as, it's nothing. It's nothing. It vanishes. It, it falls apart. I don't, I can't find my worth and my satisfaction in these things because compared to you, there is no satisfaction apart from you. And I think this is what Mary is revealing in, in verses 54 and 55. Number four, Mary, Mary has confidence that God fulfills his plans and he keeps his promises. That, that he's helped his servant Israel in remembrance of, of his mercy. And he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And then, then it just simply says this, that Mary remained with her for about three months and then returned to her home. That he's helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. He spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And Swan, we can, we can start wrapping this up. Uh, and so, so he says this, that, that all, all that God said to Abraham, all that God says to Abraham's descendants is about to come to pass. That's what, Mary, that's what Mary's telling us. It's all about to come to pass, and, and indeed it, it did, that, that Christ was born as promised. Okay? That he lived a sinless life as promised. He offered 
righteousness to God in our place as promised. He dies a sinner's death as foretold. He suffers the wrath of God in our place at Calvary's cross. He satisfied God's anger. And three days later, God raised him from the dead, proving that the Father has accepted the Son's sacrifice on our behalf. And now, what God does is He calls us to repent of our sins and to trust in Jesus as as Lord and as Savior. And again, you will never, never graduate from that foundational truth. There will never be a point in your life that you say, you know, that's, that's kind of elementary to me now. Like all of our lives revolve around this fact that Jesus is Lord and Savior, and one day everyone will declare it. That the Father's mercy comes to us through the Son, and we should praise God for keeping His promises even before we see those promises fulfilled. And I can't, I can't express this or stress this strong enough, that, that, that Christmas is not what we most often confuse it for. Because much of, much of what uh, surrounds Christmas and the movement around Christmas is just a symbol of the true meaning of, of this season, right? That, that the gifts that we buy and we give and we receive, they're just, they're just symbolic of this incredible gift that our Heavenly Father has, has given us in Jesus. The, the times that we gather as a family is, is really just this symbol of, of our adoption into the family of God because of His great love, because He has created us. The, the general tidings of, of goodwill and compassion that, that we want to have. Right? Even in these moments, we're like, well, it's Christmas. I guess I won't be a jerk today, right? That, that those... That, that goodwill and compassion that we extend in this season is just simply a reflection of the deep, deep mercy that God bestows us. And then I think, I think the anticipation and, and the celebration serves as, as this reminder that our hearts long for joy and we long for peace. And this is what we get by the inbreaking of Jesus into our stories, that, that he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And it would be a shame if we're not continually shaped by this, this incredible truth. That, that we have a lot to be grateful for over these next few days. We do. Even, even if you're in a hard season, there are some things that can fill us with gratitude. But I think nothing should lead us to more gratitude than the powerful reality that Jesus is breaking into our story and he brings us news of great joy. Because this Friday we get to celebrate that our Savior was born. We don't have to wait any longer. We don't have to wonder any longer, God puts his love on display by sending Jesus into our story. 
We get to gather our hearts and we get to gather our families and we get to, we get to make much of Him. We get to, as we sang earlier, we get to behold His glory, glory that's in the highest and that all the earth rejoice. Christ is born. Our desire this week is to love God by. Let me pray for us. You need prayer this morning. We want to pray with you. If you've never asked Jesus into your heart, today would be an incredible day of awakening. We want to walk with you through that. I love you guys. Let's pray. Father. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that you care for us. We thank you that you move in our direction. We thank you that that you overcome every single obstacle that we could uh, ever place before you. We thank you that you see worth in us. And we thank you that all glory belongs to you. We pray that you would help us see our desperate need for Jesus and our, the significance of why he has arrived and, and what he is bringing. Father, I pray this week that our hearts would be closer to you than they've been uh, really all year long. That we would spend time with you. That we would spend time listening to you. That we would spend time going into the places that you are sending us to. Father, we thank you for your love. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.